So there's always a myth that it rains a lot in Manchester and it is a myth because it doesn't rain as much as everyone thinks it does. However, today it is absolutely bucketing it down and it's a, a pretty filthy day. So I'm going to go inside and hopefully the match will be a bit better than the weather. So it's a historical year, well this year for the uh, Gothenburg women's team, wasn't it? Because they won the league for the first time ever after years of trying. Yeah, that's right, Luke. We, our team has been participating in the in the top league in Sweden since 2004, and we've been runners-up a couple of times, and we played the Champions League a couple of times before. But this year, uh, we actually won the league, so we are the champions. It feels fantastic. It feels great, and now we're playing Manchester in uh, in the Champions League. So it's uh, this is pre-game, so we still hope. Yeah. 2-1 down from the first leg, aren't you? And uh, obviously you'd be looking for a, a bit of a miracle. I mean, how, sort of in Sweden, how, how is the WSL, the Women's Super League in England scene over there? Is it well watched? Is it well known? No, we, obviously we know the, the biggest team in uh, Britain. We know the biggest teams in Europe, like uh, Lyon. And uh, we, last year we met uh, by Munich in, in the Champions League. And we, we lost exactly as this year. We lost 1-2 at home and we won against them uh, away. We won nil. It wasn't enough, but yeah. two two good uh, games. So we hope to do something like this. But we maybe score one more away this time. <laughs> so, we, so we so we are in the round of sixteen next year. And just tell us about the sort of the standard in Sweden, the league. It seems a very tough league and a very sort of competitive league. There's different winners nearly every year. The Swedish league has a quite good reputation, but uh, the, the leagues. Uh, around Europe or, or catching up or, or running towards us uh, uh, getting bigger because the men's team in Europe are like Munich in, in, uh, in uh, Germany in France in England uh, are putting money into this like Manchester City like Bayern Munich like Lyon like everybody so, so we, we are we are not uh, the top league anymore like we were a couple of years ago but uh, we, we, are, we are still a good league absolutely absolutely and you'll be looking to obviously, like you say, try and get further than you did last year. But do you feel the club's progressing every year? Yeah, we, we have a very good team and we are, our economics are getting better. And uh, we have a lot of new sponsors. And we are like, saying there are two, three, four teams in Sweden that are competitive. And we are one of them. And uh, we have a lot of good players. And uh, now we are suffering a little bit from uh, covid and we are suffering a little bit from playing uh, playing spring autumn instead of yeah. like you do autumn. So, so we lost a couple of players now in December because they postponed uh, Champions League till December, mm. and then we our contracts went out. So ah. so we, we lost a couple of players. So that's a shame. So we're still a good team, but we were even better a month ago. <laughs> Tell me then which which players uh, to look out for then. If, if you had to pick out one player, who, who should I look out for? Uh, we, we, are, we have a couple of players. We have uh, our goalkeeper. Is, uh, she's uh, she's uh, made a big breakthrough this year and she's became number one in Sweden's national team. And then we have uh, strikers uh, to uh, Pauline Hammarlund and Stina Blackstenius, also, also in the Swedish national team. And then we have uh, on the midfield we have Wildeburisa on the Norwegian national team. So there, there are a lot of players. So if I should pick one, it's 
I, uh, I think that Jennifer Falk in the goal will, mm. will, will have something to do to, tonight, perhaps. So uh, she must be up there, yeah. So we've had 20 minutes, it's uh, just coming up to 20 minutes, it's still nil-nil. City have looked the brighter, Gothenburg, just, even though they're 2-1 down, they're happy to sit on this at the minute and City have they've created a couple of half chances really, not forced. Jennifer Falk, who of course was pointed out before the game as being Gothenburg's sort of key player this afternoon, she's not really had anything to do at the minute. City taking the lead, they've increased the lead on aggregate, they're 1-0 up and I was just going to do something before which is going to say that uh, the only good thing about this game is that the rain stopped, which it has, the sun's coming out now and uh, the sun is shining for Man City, it was Lauren Hemp, she picked up the ball on the left hand side, cut in onto her right foot and curled, a beautiful effort over Jennifer Falk, so they're 1-0 up and now lead 3-1 on aggregate it's fair to say before that as I mentioned before, not a lot happened. So it's half time, City lead by that Lauren Hemp goal. And as I said, not a lot had happened up until then. City have dominated possession without really breaking through, and it took a bit of magic from Lauren Hemp to score. And Gothenburg have got to score three now to get through. Can't really see that happening if I'm honest. Team's coming out for the second half. And please welcome out for the second half, Manchester City! It was an amazing effort from distance, nearly caught out the goalkeeper for Gothenburg. It hit the bar in the end and then Ellen White put the rebound in, but it wouldn't have been one of the goals of the tournament if it had gone in. It happened so fast. Great save from Ellie Robot there. 
to deny Vilder Borisa, who scored last week. Oh, came to the edge of the area, shit it sweet, and I thought he was going in the top corner, but Ellie Roebuck flew across the goal and made a great save. But that's the first real chance Gothenburg have had in this game. Well, we talked about Jennifer Fault, didn't we, there? That was a great save she's just made to stop Man City from going to an up. Laura Coombs was denied then. But they're uh, pretty relentless now, City. It's uh, good end-to-end -end stuff, a lot better than the, the first half was. Lauren Hemp, the goalscorer, coming off. So uh, Chloe Kelly coming on. So, double substitution from Man City. Ellen White stretching there, couldn't quite make it 2-0. Oh, it's 2-0. And Ellen White was denied. Another brilliant save by Jennifer Falk. Goal for City, scored by number 10, Georgia Stanway. And there you go. Georgia Stanway. Making it 2-0, tapping in after Ellen White's shot had been saved well by Jennifer Falk. Stanway scored with about a second touch, I think. Georgia Stanway! There we go. Almost exactly the same move. This time it was Ellen White crossing it in. Falk pushed it away and Stanway tapped it in again. A total yardage of her two goals is about four yards, I think. But yeah, that's uh, City home and hose now. 3-0 and 5-1 uh, on aggregate. I've noticed Chloe Kelly loves a step over. <laughs> she just gets it, she does a little step over each time. Poor old Gothenburg, every time they get in the area, the flag just goes up against him. The um, <laughs> enthusiastically running to the area thinking they've got a consolation, but then the flag goes up. So Gothenburg's Philippa Kermack is playing centre half. She's got number nine on her back, which disturbs me. If you're going to be a squad number nine, you don't play at centre half, surely. Interestingly, a colleague of mine has just noticed as well. Um, just a very quiet game. Players not really shouting at each other, they're just knocking it about. That's it, full time. Uh, Manchester City through to the last 16, they won 3-0. 5-1 in aggregate against Gothenburg. And we'll uh, get some reaction. So, I know Caroline Weir said after the game against Arsenal on Sunday that she feels like everyone's starting to understand how you work now and obviously that's bearing out in the recent results. After the slow start, do you think you're getting your ideas across now? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have moments where it, it kind of clicks and you can see that there's some real continuity of of the ideas that we're trying to bring in and implement. And yeah, you know, like I say, I, I think throughout the season, I've been really impressed with the girls and the way they've applied themselves and the way they've played. People will always look at results and sometimes when you have a negative one, they, they kind of like, gloss over or detract from the performance. But I thought in the two two draws we had, or even three draws this season we've had so far, performances were in, you know, in parts were very, very good. And sometimes that's what you look at as a coach is, can you see the signs that we're progressing? We're starting to control games. We're starting to really improve our positional discipline. And I thought in the second half today, we did that really well. You must be pleased as well that the goals are being spread around the team at the minute. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, everyone's contributed, and that's what we need. You know, I've challenged the girls, the front kind of five players, the two attacking midfielders, and our front three need to be producing numbers, and everyone's contributing, whether they're playing, not playing, coming off the bench. So, um, yeah, it's great to see. Would you see it as a, is it too early to go for Europe, or would you see it as a success to, to grab that over the WSL this year? Are, are you wanting all, all um, both of those competitions as well? Because obviously, Leon will be probably the team to beat again. Yeah, sorry, did you say go for Europe over the WSL? Yeah, sort of the golden ticket in a way, if you can um, get the Champions League over the WSL this year. Obviously, you'd, you'd like both, but if I offered you that now, would you take it? I'm not so sure. I mean, look, it's like you say, there's there's some top teams in there. We we feel confident that we can we can go far in this competition. But the WSL is really important to us as well. You know, I think that's a real true test of a team. Um and the, the level is really up this season. We've seen that already uh, in the WSL. Uh, any trophy for us is really important and we want to be going as far as we possibly can in all of them. So uh, I'm guessing this is the reason that you came to Man City to, to play in this competition and, and ultimately go on and play against some of the best players in Europe. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got a squad who's capable of achieving whatever we want to and obviously the Champions League is, is one you want to win. <clears throat> also the league as well and We'd love to push on in all competitions. Obviously, we've won the FA Cup already this year and, and it's exciting to see what we can achieve. And once the team starts getting the performances like we have done recently, then you'll start to see that our performances are worthy of winning the Champions League and the rest of the trophies that are up for grabs this season. I'm guessing it helps as well that you've got the likes of Alex and Lucy in there. who won it last year with Leon, and, and, and they can pass on that experience into the dressing room, can't they? Yeah, definitely. They've experienced it and... Obviously, they've won it multiple times, like Lucy has, and, and it's nice to see that and have the experience like them in the change room. And they'll definitely help us to kick on, and not only in the Champions League, but the league as well. Obviously, they're used to winning league titles and stuff, and it's great for younger players like myself who like really look up to them and, and want to obviously get to the heights that they have in their career. And I've been tweeting out this afternoon, I know your, um, your parents have been retweeting and everything about the goal today. Uh, like I say, is that probably the best goal that you scored then in your career? I know they were pretty happy about it. It's probably nearly, yeah. I mean, the FA Cup one was pretty special to me. But yeah, obviously every goal I score, like, I love it really because I don't score that often, to be honest. And and no, my, my parents are really proud of me and like it just goes to show they'll, they'll probably tweeted it as soon as it came out and they're wanting to watch it all, watching all the games and stuff. So it's nice to have that support behind me as well. And obviously, they love to see it as much as as much as I do. So it's great to have them behind me as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'd be on the Hemp family reel at Christmas. Nice one, thank you. Cheers. So, Mats, it was a tough evening, wasn't it? In the end. Yeah, for sure. We were beaten by a, by a really good team. We know it from from the first first game also and of course it's even tougher here of course uh, but uh, yeah we kept it up pretty long but uh, at the end they could also make a lot of changes and even get uh, at least so good that they were before that that's a big difference also is that is that the difference the difference in squads as well i mean manchester city's even in ladies football women's football they're known as a big club aren't they yeah it was a little bit pity that we had this champions league uh, in, in December now, it should have been in November, so we have already lost uh, five players. Mm. That, that was also a big minus for us, of course. We, we, had, a good, uh, we had a good team also now, but uh, 
in the end in two games against, against such a good team as uh, Man City, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, is that is that a frustration in a way? I know there's, there's, it's out of your control in a way, but the fact you have lost five players, is that a big frustration for you because you felt it could have been closer then? Of course, if we, if we would have had the, the same squad as we have had all the, all the year in, in the championship, we would have had, a, of course, a better possibility to, uh, to make a much better result than we did in, in those both games. Uh, but... Uh, that is no excuse because we had a really good starting eleven also now. But in two games, uh, Manchester City is better. How big achievement was it winning the league for the first time as well? Yeah, it was fantastic for the club and for the girls to, to win the league. And uh, also for the next season, of course, we're getting hope to get into the, to the group stage, of course, uh, with a good uh, possibility. So uh, it was really, really great. And do you feel the club is improving all the time? You got beaten by Bayern Munich last year, Manchester City this year. I suppose you know what you need to do now to go further, don't you, in the competition for next year? Yeah, for sure. Now we were a little bit unlucky, of course, with the draw. Bayern Munich last year, Man City now. You could have had easier drawn, of yeah. course, uh, yeah, yeah. In, in the first round when we are going in. But uh, that's how it is. We have not been in the European Cup so long now so we don't have the, the points that, uh, that is needed to be, to be uh, among the 16 best teams that, that can have a draw that is much better And a chance now to rest up and get ready for next season now back in, is it March time? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have a rest now for four weeks and then we start the training in the mid of January and then uh, we start up with, uh, with the Cup in mid-March somewhere and then in April we start with the championship again So that is it So City 3 to the last 16 as you heard Gareth Taylor and Lauren Hemp are both confident about the competition going forward